Reconciliation, copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. Dad took his time coming in. I told myself I didn't care if he took the belt to me again. I was glad I'd said my piece. I went to the bathroom, squeezed out my wet clothes, and hung them up to dry so I could put them in the hamper the next morning. I didn't want Dad getting angry when he couldn't find them. I eventually heard Dad come in. I went to my room and stayed there. I heard the front door open and close. I kept myself still. I heard some vacuuming going on downstairs and realized he must be cleaning up the mess in the living room. Part of me was worried about getting into trouble for not picking up my Legos, but I didn't dare risk going downstairs. Part of me was worried about getting into trouble for not picking up my Legos, but I didn't dare risk going downstairs. I was suddenly very tired. The hum of the vacuum was soothing. I took off my too big shirt and hung it up in the closet. I got into bed, pulled the covers over me, buried my face in Mr. Koala's fur, and was asleep in seconds. When I woke up, I could smell the faint aroma of perfume and I saw a white silk blouse extending over me. Mom! I screamed in sheer joy and threw my arms around her and hugged her as tight as I could, burying my face in her torso. Hi, baby! She exclaimed delightedly. My, what a bear hug! She kissed my cheek and caressed my hair. It was great to have someone who was happy to see me. I began to feel real again. I smiled up at her, seizing not from holding her tight. She looked down at me and her face changed into a slight frown. I began to worry that I'd done something wrong. Have you been crying? She asked tenderly, cupping my face in her hands. Moms, they always know. She began to look me over closely. Her fingers ran over the bump on my head, but since her touch was as soft as a butterfly's, it didn't hurt the way it had when Dad did it. Goodness, what is this bump? She held my face in both hands and kissed it. I felt so much better. And what are all these cuts? Mom ran her hands over my arms, concerned. Goodness, Jason. She pulled up a pant leg and saw more cuts there. What happened? Her eyes were wide with worry and anxiety. He got caught in some barbed wire. Dad was standing in the doorway. We took care of it, Elizabeth. Oh, my poor baby. Mom hugged me tight and kissed me hard. Were you very brave? She cooed. I nodded. I think it was safe to say that I had been as brave as I knew how. I waited for Dad to tell Mom to stop mollycoddling me, but for once, he didn't say anything. Come and see what I've got for you, Mom said, carrying me downstairs, and I forgot about everything in the thrill of presence. Dad followed us downstairs. I avoided looking at or talking to him. The next day, I was in trouble again, this time with Mom. She'd found a milk stain on the new shirt and scolded me for wearing it. Whatever possessed you to put on a new shirt, she demanded, especially one that's too big for you. It was an accident. I was in a hurry. She clucked her tongue. You're just lucky you weren't wearing it when you got caught in that barbed wire, she chastised me. I kept my eyes cast down. What happened to that shirt? I looked up. I had to throw it away, I confessed. It was too ripped to mend or wear. Oh, Jason, what's Grandpa going to say? Mom sounded upset and disappointed. I don't know, I murmured. Grandpa was coming to take me out the following weekend. I guessed I'd find out then. Mom scolded me some more. Shirts got... Mom scolded me some more. Shirts cost money, Jason. When are you going to learn the value of a dollar? And then made me stay in my room as a consequence for carelessness. 
She said for me to think about what I'd done and closed the door. I sat on my bed, hugged Mr. Koala, stared out the window, and thought about a variety of things, some of which were... Dad had lied to Mom. So had I. A lie by omission is still a lie. I couldn't tell on Dad. <clears throat> Guys don't do that to each other, no matter how mad they get. When Grandpa came, I'd have to lie to him, too. I hated lying to Grandpa. For one thing, he always saw right through it, and for another, I always felt scummy afterwards. I wanted Mom to stop being mad at me and hug me again. One of my wishes was granted. After the two hours were up, Mom opened the door and saw me sitting quietly on the bed, just as she'd left me. She smiled and held out her arms. I ran right into them, and we hugged for a long time. Mom must have noticed that things were off between Dad and me. For one thing, I shied away like a skittish racehorse every time he tried to touch me, and he soon gave up. Grandpa came on Saturday to take me out. It was our special thing. Lionel usually joined us, but he had a tournament that day. I was glad it was going to be just Grandpa and me because I didn't want an audience around when I told him about the shirt. We went to the fair. Grandpa, bro Grandpa bought us snacks and drinks. We sat on a bench, munching away. The food spread out on the table between us. I had my elbows on the table just because I could. Grandpa didn't care. He was all about fun, not discipline. Want a t-shirt? He asked me. I mulled it over. I don't really need one. Hey, speaking of shirts, where's the one I got you? Grandpa asked. You liked it so much you said you were going to wear it every day. Yes, I had liked it very much. It was, had been, blue plaid, and when I wore it, it felt like Grandpa. It, it got torn, I whispered, looking down. Grandpa didn't say anything. I felt that he was disappointed in me. I'm sorry, Grandpa, I said quietly. How? he asked. I couldn't read the tone. Dad took the belt to me, I admitted. The truth always told itself to Grandpa. He whistled, impressed, and I found the courage to look up. Well, you're beginning young, he said in a congratulatory tone. I didn't take the belt to your dad until he was ten. It was news to me that someone could even take the belt to dad. What did he do? I asked curiously. Apparently, he had taken some money out of Grandpa's wallet, meaning to put it back later, of course. But Grandpa caught him in the act, explained that it was stealing, not to mention breaking a commandment, and whipped him. He wouldn't speak to me for days, Grandpa chuckled. His dignity was so injured. But later on, he admitted that I had only done my duty by him. So he looked at me. So what did you do? Nothing. Oh, come now, you can tell your old Grandpa. No need to be shy. But I didn't do anything. It took some time to explain to Grandpa that it was the result of a phone call from school and I didn't know what I'd done. I never knew what I'd done. It is a strange but true fact that for the entire school year, Sister Anne Margaret and I never exchanged a single word. She just hit me, but she never told me why. She told the rest of the class that I was bad and they had better be careful or they'd end up like me. We all believed her. But I never knew what I did to be labeled bad. I would sometimes think resentfully that if she or dad would only tell me, I could stop doing it. It wasn't as if I liked being punished. But they never did. When, when she wasn't punishing me, Sister Anne Margaret acted like I was invisible. And dad just assumed I knew what the phone call was about. Grandpa listened attentively until I reached the end of my tale. And then I told him I hated him. I said I wished I'd never even had a father. I didn't get any further. Grandpa was suddenly shaking me hard. 
Jason, you are never to say that again, or else believe me, you'll be wishing for your father's belt. I know now that he was merely acting out of a dis- I know now that he was merely reacting out of a desire to save me from myself. He knew firsthand what it was like to grow up without a father, and he had done his best to ensure I would be spared the same fate. But at that moment, I just hated life. At school, my teacher hit me with a cane. At home, my father hit me with a belt. And now the only adult I truly trusted was threatening to hit me too. Why do they all hate me so much? What had I done to them? Fine, I said, swallowing the bitter pill. I promise not to say it again. May I please be excused? I jumped off the bench and ran away without waiting for an answer. It didn't take Grandpa long to find me. I was huddled under the bleachers, my head buried in my knees. My knees pulled up to my chin. Don't look at me, I said, turning my head away. I had already heard Grandpa hold forth on how McCords don't cry, and I wasn't in the mood to hear it again. Grandpa gathered me in his arms, held me close to him, and said the words I'd been longing to hear. Come on, buddy, I was just trying to make a point. You know I'd never lay an ungentle hand on you. Then why'd you say it? I sobbed, hiccuping. Grandpa sat back on his heels, wiped my eyes, looked at me, looked up at the underside of the bleachers, and sighed. Your father is my son, he said at last. I guess it got a little personal. His words pierced something deep in my heart. I couldn't control myself anymore. But I'm his son, I wailed, forgetting all about the non-crying records. Why doesn't he like me as much as you like him? Something in me just fell apart, and I buried my face in Grandpa's shirt front and sobbed heartbrokenly. I didn't care if my teacher didn't like me. On some level, I knew I'd be free from her when the year was up. But my father, well, I could only have the one. Grandpa held me, stroked my hair, kissed my head, patted my back, soothed me with soft murmurs, and generally coddled me in such a way as the non-crying McCords would have undoubtedly disapproved of. When my hiccups became spaced apart, he knew I was at the end of the jag. There now, he said bracingly. Do you feel better? He cuddled me. No, Grandpa, I said truthfully. My heart still ached. It was nice of him to hold me and comfort me and say nice things to me, but what I really wanted at that moment was a hug from my dad. I wished I had accepted his apology when I had the chance. How many dads apologize to their kids? I hadn't known how lucky I was. I really wanted him right then and there. I wished I hadn't told him that I hated him and that other thing. Neither of them were true. Could we please go home? I asked Grandpa. I don't mean to be ungrateful, but I don't think I could enjoy the fair. Of course, he said. He stood up, carefully, and carried me back to the car. Is it okay if I lie down in the back seat? I asked. Grandpa laid me gently on the back seat. I folded my hands under my head to act as a pillow. Grandpa buckled my seatbelt and tucked his jacket around me to keep me warm. He started the car, and its soothing motion put me to sleep in seconds. When I woke up, I was in my father's arms. Dad! I squealed, as happy to see him as I'd been to see Mom. I wrapped my arms around him and buried my face in his neck. That moment was too dear for words. I can't say too much. It goes too deep. But there was never any doubt in my mind afterwards that Dad wanted me around. He loved me. I belonged to him. It was precisely because he kept me so close that he reacted so strongly when it looked like I might be going off the rails. 
Sometimes fathers felt frightened too and did and said and did and said strange things to cover it. We emerged from that experience more peaceful than we'd been since I started school. I don't know what grandpa said to dad, but I always felt like we owed him an awful lot. The next time the phone rang at home, dad answered it, listened, said, "Thank you for calling." hung up and went on doing what he'd been doing the girls who had been preparing to flee looked at me inquiringly i shrugged i didn't know any more than they did we went on playing snakes and ladders later that evening i heard mom say to dad was that jason's teacher who called yep dad said evenly fastening his tie they were going out for a university event you're awfully calm about it school is school and home is home elizabeth He never hit me again, not even with his bare hands. And grandpa kept his word too.